You're listening to the Bigger Picture Podcast. Hi, I'm Zach. This podcast is a mix between the sport and business worlds. In today's episode, we'll be uh, talking about Ollie's background in music and his beat making, his traveling experiences, and a discussion on the top G, Andrew Tate. I've uh, heard you've been uh, making beats in your uh, VCE class. Yeah, yeah. So... What made you start making these beats? Well, I mean, I've always loved music and I've been playing guitar since I was like, I think 12. And, you know, just love music. And, you know, I thought to myself a while ago, I can't remember exactly, but I wanted to kind of get started on a career so I could really hammer down on it. Yeah. And for me, I just realized that music or audio production is just, I love that. I live it. I breathe it. So it'd be so good to, to be able to do that as a career. And so then I looked into sound design courses for VCE. So I'm doing a VET course. And uh, part of that is being able to create music digitally, which is right now really the most important way to do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, like the music landscape has changed so much even in the last five years. Because you see, like, radio is still... alive but really it's not how things go anymore it might be dying soon though <laughs> yeah, like that's right yeah. that's right um and you see now the spotify charts are so interesting because you think about how each song got there and for you see the number one songs are all tiktok sounds you know things part of viral videos and these songs may not even be popular to people normally but because we associate them with these funny videos they become super popular artists like yeet yeah yeah like I, I i really don't see these artists these songs from tiktok having a long term effect on people mm. i think i think tiktok is very short term it's flick 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 5 seconds right. 5 seconds right. so these these artists aren't in it for the long term i don't think anyway yeah and again i also don't know because some artists would be preparing around these sorts of videos and trying to push their sounds whereas a lot of the time it's just kind of by accident and um for example steve lacy has two popular um sounds that are from songs that you'd never think would be because they're they're sad songs about him breaking up with someone Yeah, yeah and then they become super popular sounds and he wouldn't have planned for that, but it just happened and now he can capitalize off it. Um, So I think that definitely you're right that with TikTok being such a short term, short form sort of video and real attention span platform that new things come in and out all the time. So just five, (laughs) five seconds of fame now, now, nowadays. Yeah. So, who uh, who inspired you? It, was there someone, like a role model, that got you into beat making? I think once like I started learning program Cubase, I think that I love listening to, you know, real artsy hip-hop and your, your MF Doom. And, right, um, okay. Even Kanye West is uh, probably one of my favourite producers of all time just because of all the, the amount of creativity that you can have with digital music making is limitless endless so it's just um really inspiring to me to see people create such interesting and emotive art using digital platforms sick um 
So for you, you're obviously just starting out or you've been doing this for quite a while. About a year or so, yeah. About a year. What's what's the end goal here? Would you, like, imagine if you did something with Kanye. That would be insane. <laughs> it would be. You're right. I mean... What's I'm, the end goal here? I'm not sure if I'd do that right now. He's in a <laughs> bit of hot water. I guess he always is in hot water, but um, I think that I try to, like I've said on a previous episode, um, it might be coming out in the future. I'm not sure, but, um, you know... <sighs> I try to stay grounded with my goals and I just want to enjoy it for what it is and not try and like, you know, I don't want to shoot for the stars or anything because I don't want to be tiring myself out trying to get huge. And I mean, you see the stories that come up of a lot of artists. It's just a passion project that might explode. Mm. And if that happens, I'll ride the wave. But if it doesn't, you know, just keep doing it, like doing what I love. That's true. And there's endless possibilities like uh, pushing out content on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube shorts and reels. Yeah. So you've got heaps of time uh, for this kind of stuff. Mm. So you've been, you've traveled a I lot. Have, I have. I'm very He's lucky. a traveling guy. I am. He travels everywhere. How many states in Australia have you been to? States, mate. States. Let's talk countries. Let's talk countries. countries because wait, so you've been to like every state then in Australia? I'm not actually sure. I think I ha- yeah, I have, but you know, Australia's not really. Oh, I mean, there are some fantastic spots in Australia. You know, my favourite being uh, Ningaloo Reef in Western Australia, which is the second largest barrier reef oh. in Australia. It was fantastic wildlife, but um, yeah, I think. If you want to talk to me about traveling, you got to talk international. All right. Well, that was my second question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk international. Let's talk international. How many countries have you been to? Probably at least 20. I'd have to count them all again. But man, I'm so lucky. I'm so grateful to be able to travel the world, be to every continent, including Antarctica. Best Dang. location on earth. Shout out to Antarctica, Shout people. Out Antarctica. Shout out to the penguins out Shout there. Shout out, wherever. penguins. Um, Wales. Yep. Oh, have you been to Wales? (laughs) No. no. (laughs) But you've probably been to England, though. I haven't. Really? Been to England? No. Really? I mean, what is it? Come on. (laughs) I mean, there's uh, sheep. Uh, Okay. So, what was like your overall favorite experience? I think um, there's a place in Central America called the Galapagos Islands and what makes that place so special not only is the biodiversity incredible there but because humans were not there for I think they've only been here for like a century I reckon um, the animals are not trained to fear humans and so you just see normally like birds will in Australia like you know they'll grab your chips and then fly off <laughs> yeah, yeah, whereas, yeah the seagulls yeah right the seagulls whereas <laughs> Um, in the Galapagos, you'll have seals like go up on the beach and just like flap around and just like sit on park seats. And wow. it's like crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> why? And just seeing animals just kind of run around and coexist there. Yeah. And you know, lizards and, um, just, ah, it's so incredible. Really. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I would actually love to go there. Yeah. And definitely. Yeah. Have a look at, uh, Animals being humans, basically. Pretty much. It's pretty surreal. So, like, for yeah, the viewers man. at home, mm-hmm. right, 
where where would be like an affordable trip that you would recommend? Uh, a budget of a like a eighteen year old that wants to travel. Yeah. Okay. Um. I think that. Um. If you want to go international, obviously everyone goes to Bali, but I reckon you don't have to go that far. I reckon one of my favorite trips was just in Tassie. Um. You know, take the spirit of Tasmania down, go down to um, and there's this walk called the Three Capes Walk, and it's um, you can either just trek it yourself or go with a company. Uh, I went with a company, so it's, I believe it's three nights, um, and you walk along the coast, and it is fantastic. The views are absolutely incredible, and whether you're walking or settled down at the campsite is just, you know, those three days were so incredible, one of the best experiences I've ever had, so just fantastic, fantastic. That's amazing. All right, well, Tasmania then. Andrew Tate, obviously, he's he's been grabbing a couple of eyes. Uh, recently uh, on TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. Uh, his views are absolutely crazy. Um, what do you think about Meta banning him? <laughs> I think that fundamentally all businesses have the right to, re- um, to not give people service. So Andrew Tate broke the terms and conditions of Meta and so they banned him. And I don't think that that's a problem because, I mean, I can get into the ethics of it, but businesses, <laughs> like the people that are on them, represent those businesses. And in terms of Meta, they make their money by selling user uh, information and with advertisements. Mm. And as you see on YouTube, uh, people get demonetized because their content is not advertiser friendly because advertisers don't want their content being put onto you know, videos of the Taliban or something like that, right? <laughs> right. Um, so I think that it's money interest that's really created, um, I guess, some people will call it corporate cancel culture, but I think that's just the way that um, the market has has run things. So I don't think it's a problem at all. What do you think about his views on women, yeah, especially in today where um, a lot of people a pro, uh, like gender, like, um, different kinds of gender, uh, you know, gays, um, that kind of stuff. How do you think that sort of works with, um, the societal norms of today? I think it's interesting because definitely we are, um, at the most progressive time in human history and that people, and you see the statistics, um, I know that in the U S 20% 20% of Gen Z adults identify as being some part of the LGBTQ, right? That's correct. That is incredible. And you see that that's clearly not them deciding now. It's that they were before, but they might not have been safe um, revealing that or even be in a situation where they could understand that and not, um, you know, force themselves to be a certain way. Yeah. Uh, so. I, I feel like he has to sort of... Um, acknowledge those people as well i feel like he just completely wipes them out i feel like he should be quite neutral in in that aspect what what do you think about that i think it's hard because andrew tate is a character he's a character for the screen um he's sensational and you know so loud and he's funny he's undeniably funny and but I think it's hard to know what he actually thinks, but 
if you just go face value, the stuff that he's saying uh, in his videos is very much just about the straight male and female dynamic, that traditional dynamic, what he thinks about that. And, I mean, he said it a lot, you know, women serve a very specific place mm. in his kind of views. And so, um, you know, he's so adamant about saying, you know, women should be protected and they're these wonderful creatures and stuff. And it just comes off to me like he doesn't, the way fundamentally he views the relationships between men and women as being different, being yep. they give different things as opposed to being a mutual thing that doesn't have to be one way or the other. Um, so this is something that I agree 100% with is his financial advice. I feel like he gives a good understanding for people our age mm -hmm. of how to make money or even to like progress through life, I think, anyway. I think that he gives uh, a good understanding of young males and how they go through life and how we, us two, we have to fight for what we want, I think. That that's yeah. just me. What um, what do you think? I think that he has gripped an audience of young men, and he has motivated many young men into pursuing, um, you know, modern money making avenues, right? And although, like for me personally, I'm not really into trading stocks or cryptocurrency or um, you know, NFTs. Um, I think that. He, I have to admire his um, ability to really grip an audience and be able to, I guess, convince them to, you know, try their hardest. And I think he often brings up the metaphor of being in the matrix. Mm. And so, although you may call it a bit wacky, and I think that personally I don't follow his advice, but I don't think that I, I wouldn't write it off entirely because I think the core of his advice, it's not about specific things like you should invest in this cryptocurrency mm. and this NFT as opposed to think outside the box and don't get stuck in the, um, I guess he would call it the NPC mindset <laughs> of being in a nine-to-five. Yeah, but but yeah. It's, it's what people want as well, like in life. Some people might like making $60,000 a year mm. at a nine-to-five. I feel like Andrew Tate, he does put pressure on us by thinking that we should, you know, be like him. A lot of people just want to be a nine to five and love and enjoy what they want. They don't want a Bugatti. They <laughs> don't want yeah. this or, yeah. or a mansion. Mm. Maybe they just want to be like secure. Yeah. Um, I think that definitely he always... Uh, like he always asks people, you know, are they happy with where they are? Like, are they, do they, do they not want to expand themselves and go out and have enough money to buy a Bugatti? Like, yeah. Um, so I think he definitely has created a drive in people. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Ollie, for being on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you to the production team and thank you uh, to the listeners and we'll see you next time.